Hello and welcome to another episode of ABV, a podcast all about craft beer and home brewing in Edinburgh. In this episode, we'll be discussing how you can take your first steps into brewing and also an industry insight into one of the city's lifelong brewers. So first I stopped into Brew Store on South Clark Street to chat to General Manager Theo Barnes about everything homebrew. So it's basically a first stop for people where they can start homebrewing, get all the equipment, ingredients, bits and bobs they need for uh, making their own beer, wine, cider, spirits. The Macabre starter set, you're looking at about £60. That gets you your fermenting bins, your barrel, your own keg, as well as your first beer kit to initially get going. Our beer kit is essentially a malt extract which has been hopped and it's got its yeast. It's like a kind of a Betty Crocker cake mix, if you will. Add the water, toss it into the bucket and add the yeast and it's on its way. And you'll have beer in about six weeks. The longer you leave it, it tends to get better. Certain beers mature in different ways, but uh, with an IPA, you kind of want to drink it a little bit fresher. So you're looking at about 10 days to ferment, roughly, but you want to leave it for about four weeks after that to mature properly uh, and also to get sparkly and fizzy. So the Brewstore Brew Club meets on the second Thursday of the month in the Summer Hall Cafe. It's basically one night of the week. We bring along our beers. If they've ever made an error, then they'll know what that tastes like or smells like. So it's kind of spotting people's uh, constructive feedback on a lot of recipes. But generally we're finding the quality is running away. Like it's some seriously delicious beers. And the other thing is that 40 or so different beers, the tasting session and the night, incredible flavors. You'll never taste those things again. In this one next to us right now, we've got a red raspberry milkshake beer, which doesn't really taste like a beer as such. It's meant to taste much more like a milkshake than that, but that's nowhere near the weirdest beer we've had. We had a little competition three months ago where the winner got brewed and put behind a bar, and the winner of that was a blueberry gosa, so a kind of a German salt beer, nice and sour, but also with blueberries stuck in it. The winner of the competition the year before that was a Fisherman's Friend beer. It sounds horrid. They're really nasty, grey-looking, sweet, minty menthol, punchy flavour, but it, it worked. It did taste nice and it went behind the bar and it got drunk. I next checked in with Andrew Barnes at his brewery in Summer Hall to chat about what makes craft beer so special and how he goes about making some of his award-winning beers. I'm Andrew Barney, also known as Barney of Barney's Beer. So I've been brewing since the age of 16 when I, I got a job in a brewery uh, in my hometown of Wolverhampton back then. Worked there for a few years and then moved to Edinburgh to study at Heriot Watt to the brewing and distilling degree and then worked in the industry. So I worked in breweries and worked in the spirits business until fairly recently when I decided that I wanted to start my own business and brewing seemed to be the obvious thing to do. Here we make uh, five beers that are permanently available. So there's three pale ales, a rye beer and a porter. So Volcano is the best selling of, of those. And then we do other seasonal beers from time to time. I think there's, uh, there's a couple of things that are attracting people to craft beer. I think there's a general sense and a, and a trend for people to be more in, interested in where food's made and, and who's making it and where it comes from. And as a consequence of that, they're, they're interested in more interesting flavors and also it's good to know who's making it and where it's been made. I think that particularly smaller brewers are able to offer new and exciting things that maybe some of the bigger brewers aren't able to do so you know they're always looking for something that somebody hasn't done nearby and, and I think the other thing that's changed in the last few years as well is, is the whole presentation so in terms of the marketing and the branding and the labels that's all got a lot more fun done in a more interesting way as well. Uh, so I think, you know, all those things coming together has uh, has really changed what people are drinking. I sort of always make my comparison, you know, to myself as being a bit like a chef in that 
I've got an idea in my head just from trying other things of what I want to make when I'm making a new beer, how I'm going to construct that. So from the raw materials, I'll know what raw materials I need to come out with a certain product. And then there's a bit of a sort of brewer's intuition in terms of the extent to which you use them and how you use them and how you blend them together. The other thing is that, you know, things will change through the process as well. So it might not end up exactly how you expect it to. Most often than not, we'll try something if it's a new beer that we're doing and then we'll sort of tweak it in subsequent brews. Last orders, please. That's all for this week. Join me next time when I'll be chatting to some of Edinburgh's home brewers at the Brew Store Brew Club and we'll be looking at the campaign for Real Ale's Good Beer Guide for 2017. Thanks for listening.